Man, I wish I had that. Uh, wish I had what? My little headphones. I don't know what happened to them like that. You got an extra pair of those? Oh. Bring me a pair. I know y'all got them. That's what I'm saying. Everybody took them. I, I'm, we done rearranged the office. I'll, I'll see if I can find a pair. Yeah, go and hook it up. I know y'all got at least one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. All right, let's go. What's up, people? And welcome to another edition of Finally Financial. I'm here with the good friend, uh, Willie Butler. We are discussing divorce and debt. How you doing, Willie? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm great. I'm great. My name is Eric T. Jackson, and this podcast aims to educate on all things finance, and we're talking with Willie so we can learn about marriage and uh, what goes into that financially, how you can uh, come up, or in, in some cases, how, you know, getting a divorce can hurt you all right so willie how about you uh uh introduce yourself for us my name is willie butler i am a father of three been married for seven eight years currently going through a divorce been together for 12 years 13 years now and so and it's just an honor and pleasure to be on your podcast thanks for having me no problem buddy it's great to have you here so what I'd like to start with is uh, talk about like your philosophy on finance. Uh, you know, before you got married, what, what what was your philosophy? What were your your thoughts about uh, your financial picture? Well, my philosophy on finances. I've I've always been a guy to not have debt. You know, my philosophy, especially graduating from college, was to eliminate my debt and live below my means. You know, I've always been, I grew up in a single parent home. So I, I wanted to always just be able to be able to provide all right, through the good times because life has its ups and downs, all right? your peaks and valleys. And so I've pretty much lived off the 80-20 principle, uh, live off 80%, save and invest 20%. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, that's a great principle. You know, I have a, uh, a principle like that as well, man. And and that right there, that'll keep money in your pocket for a long time. So, uh, what? Uh, how do you feel like uh, marriage would help you with your uh, finances? Like, if you when you were single, did you have any thoughts on that? Well, I'm marriage. Marriage will help you if you have if you're equally yoked with the person that you're. Marion, I mean, we, we really have to look at marriage as a business decision. Business decision, as I stated earlier, I'm currently going through it right now. And one of her complaints was that I was always talking about business. But it is, and essentially is a business decision, and it's one of the most important decisions that you'll make. You'll get opportunities in the job world. Uh, you have friends, you'll make money, you'll lose money. But I mean, there's, I don't think that there's more a more important business decision that you'll make than the person who you decide to partner with. Absolutely. In a marriage or a long-term relationship. So I think we need to put more emphasis on that. My kids are young now, but I'm going to make sure that I drill them 
on that because it's easy to get sidetracked right in that element but if you keep the main thing the main thing then you should be all right absolutely and it's very important that you find someone that's on the same level as you financially you know because absolutely right man marriage is a business uh and when you say i do you're making a business decision right right so so uh how did you grow up uh regarding money and finance like how did your parents teach you or or what did they teach you what maybe some lessons or the biggest lesson well i grew up with my mom my dad died when i was in middle school so i grew up with my mom working two jobs and we were check to check (laughs) you know we were check to check uh mom had uh, some social security benefits but even with that figured that we'd be ahead because my pops uh he didn't pay a whole lot of child support so that kind of helped out from a financial aspect in our lives but we were always check to check so i was just i was just wondering like you know how you get all of this income coming in and we're check to check all the time no matter what yeah income yeah. tax to all of that stuff we just mom was always check to check yeah so that was one of my main philosophies i never live like that. I didn't want to be check for check. I didn't want to have to ask anybody for anything because I grew up watching mom asking people. And I felt, I know she needed it, but then I felt their pain too of having to to lend it or let her borrow. So I was like, I I never want to ask anybody for anything from a financial standpoint. And anything in that equation, I want to be able to help and give instead of receive. So that was my upbringing and my philosophy. Okay. Good, good. Now, I know I was the same way, and I really didn't understand how how poor we were growing up, because my parents, I guess they did a really good job of hiding it, you know, but, uh, you know, once you get older and and you see what others have and and what you never did, but I never felt like I was poor or or, or without. Did, Did you feel like that, or was were you conscious of what you didn't have and what you wanted your you know children to have when you got a family well i've always worked you know i I always worked i I started off i lied on my job application (laughs) when i was 14 to get a job at kroger that was my first job right now you see the cashier bagging and bringing up it up but before (laughs) it was cashier you know we had actual baggers so my first job was as a bagger at Kroger. And then I would always try to take the carts out and get tips. And okay. So, that was, so you so was that hustling was even back then. Yeah, but I didn't know that my ultimate goal was to buy some posters. I wanted oh, okay. a wall full of posters. I had Ken Griffey Jr., Michael Jordan, of course, Charles Barkley, David Robinson. <laughs> Over my bed, I had the Janet Jackson poster. It's just like, I couldn't wait to get off to go to Back then, they had a store called Kmart, and Kmart had the best posters. Yeah, I grew up in Eulis, which is between Fort Worth and Dallas, so of course I had a lot of cowboy stuff. Yeah. Then I had any new poster that came out, my my walls were packed. I remember everybody coming over looking at my poster, and I was just instead of saving ten percent, I was obsessed with getting another poster. <laughs> so that I had Larry Bird, I had them all on my wall, man. Yeah. Wall full of posters, so that was my motivation right there. Awesome, man. That's what's up. So when you and uh, your wife were dating, uh, 
uh, what were your conversations about money like? Oh man, <sighs> it was, we were in different situations. You know, I had worked and get out of debt and mm-hmm. she was still in debt. And so it was, it was, it was a tug of war all the time. I was just trying to always explain the reasoning behind it. And she was just spontaneous with, okay, money come, money goes. Mm. Yeah. And so that was a red flag right there. Red flag for sure. But, and and I knew it. I don't put it on her. She she showed me the signs, but I was, I was just ignored the red flag. Okay. So in those conversations that you guys uh, ultimately had, um, did you guys agree who, who had the higher financial IQ? Like, who was the one that could put all your finances in place or, or were you bumping heads on that? It, I mean, it was obvious who had the financial IQ. However, yeah. it wasn't something that she would concede. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. I, and I, I, I'm not the one to beat my horn to say, mm-hmm. hey, I have the high financial mm-hmm. IQ. Right. I was like, you know, we didn't. I, I didn't, We didn't make some babies because we had babies before we were married. So I was like, okay, now it's, we really have to start looking at this as a decision because now we have uh, a legacy here, and we have to provide. I don't want to. My grandparents died. Didn't leave anything. Yeah. My grandparents died. So, well, my mom's still alive, but I don't want to be in a situation where I can't leave a legacy. So I want to. I went to Stephen F. Austin University and worked two or three jobs there, and it was pretty much check to check. And so I was like, I don't want our kids to have to go through that. Absolutely, bro. Go through that. I understand. Working, that, uh, burning a midnight owl, and then coming to class, falling asleep all day. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't want that to happen. So I've yeah, always been on that standpoint, and so okay. I would organize. Yeah, business. And it started off. We I created a budget. I created a budget for us, and it started off okay. It started off okay, but I mean, after we said I do, all of that went down the drain. Yeah. My way the highway. <laughs> I understand that, brother. <laughs> I definitely understand that. So let me take this break to say that if you have found value in this podcast, please subscribe so that you can get more videos just like this one. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, and share with your friends and family so that everyone can benefit from more videos just like this. Appreciate you guys. Great, man. Uh, so now let's jump into the marriage. Uh, and how did, or if did, did the financial uh, conversations change at all once you guys got married? Most, most, most definitely it changed once we got married. Most definitely it changed because now after marriage, you know, I co-mingled a lot. You know, we, we got a joint bank account and we were actually doing well for a while. Mm-hmm. We were actually just doing well mm-hmm. for a while following the budget. Then it was because I was I was wanting to meet every week. I'm like, let's meet every week. Absolutely. So every dollar is going. Yep. And, and I gave her extra money just for miscellaneous funds. So it was like it shouldn't be any excuses. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I've always had. She had the new cars. I my truck got stolen, but I had that thing with them ten, twelve years. It's just, yeah. just to make sure that. Just the family had it. And I never was about that. You know, you can't miss what you never had. 
Okay. So, but it went from one week to two weeks to, all right, let, let me let housewives go out. So I had to wait, and then it'd be a bunch of sides, and then we started getting raises, and I was like, well, send me your checks to, she, I ain't sending you mine. I'm like, well, this is business. This is a partnership. What's going yeah. on? So all of a sudden, she started uh, not wanting to, 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 to be open about her finances with you? Right. And then we had a, you know, we, we, we were you know, accumulating the nest egg, you know, we were saving pretty well. Yep. It, it takes hard work and it's, it's uh, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to keep, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And so, and it was good, you know, I've, I've started investment accounts for the kids, just life insurance, just, I was on that, you know, let's go. Yeah, you, you was on your grown man yeah. yeah, you just. Like, we took a lot of family trips, but we planned for it. And so I was like, right. you know, we, we don't have to be around here uh, Absolutely, like we're uh, poor mouth, uh, right? Because you grew up like that, and you didn't yeah, want to. So yeah, you didn't want to live be life. Like also, let's just do it within a budget, right? Everything. Right. You know, I'm wanting her to get her hair and everything. Go ahead, beautify yourself. Absolutely, all of that stuff, car washes, all of that was included in the budget. But it was just just so, trying to stay on the same page. Okay, okay. So, so let me ask you this: What uh, financial hits did you take? Uh, that you never expected uh, anything that, that just caught you off guard during the match? Uh, well, we had the hurricanes and that's, but even with that, with the 80, mm-hmm. 20 principle, it's yep. live off 80. Uh, the first, first thing everyone should do as soon as they get paid is pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. Right? I was mm-hmm. like, All right, you, you, you have a savings account. So I have a savings account. We're both going to pay ourselves. She worked too. I respect that. Absolutely. You know, pay, pay yourself first. All right. Yeah. Second thing is for an emergency phone for when it's because it's not a matter if if something's gonna happen. It's a matter of when, when something's mm-hmm. matter. It's that's just life. Yep. And then my favorite one was the entertainment fund. You know, I didn't want <laughs> so we had an entertainment fund that yep. goes pitched in so we can have date nights. Yeah. You know, keep things for us and go out. But then uh things got stale. <laughs> Things got stale, and it was, and so, yeah. And then our main account, I, you know, I looked at the accounts every day, and I started seeing it. You know, it was a little bit here, then a little bit there, and I was just like, "Why is our main account dwindling down?" So yeah, you know, I was just like, there's no, "There's no way it should be dwindling down." If if we if it if we didn't plan for it, or if it uh-huh. wasn't, that's one thing, but. Yeah, we had everything budgeted, planned for, and even if it happened every night, like a couple of them, I was just like, "Oh well, that's fifty dollars." Right, um, right. She went seventy-five over. Then it was harder to fit than two hundred. I was like, "Wait a minute, we need to wait, wait. How are we going to you know? This is a problem now." Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. So, so, so what? What were uh, the drawbacks, if any? to being married and, and trying to get on the same page financially, knowing what you know, what you've been through and trying to, re, you know, relay that message to her and it not getting in. I mean, well, to her defense, it never got in. And so I wanted to get in. I thought that I could make it get in, but it never got in. It didn't get in in the beginning. I remember, and I had a rule. My first date, I was just asking questions uh-huh. about previous relationship. Wanted to, uh, I asked the questions about how much 
uh, college debt you have, how much loans. And when she told me, she told me that on the first day. Wow. But I was, and I usually say, when we ain't going after, I'm not even going down that road. But her cleavage was staring at me, and I just was uh, looking at the room. I just got blinded. You know, I, I should have stuck to my gun. But usually, it wouldn't have been a second date just because of the, the financial aspect. And that's what but I, this is the point. thing. So, you, and then that's, I mean, that's a good thing that you asked that question uh, so early. Usually, people wouldn't ask it on the first date. Oh, yeah. But seeing that you did. I would I mean, read. I would read books like Rich but, Dad. But you two, but you two were were both uh, college graduates, right? Uh, with with a little bit of, uh, I guess, student loan debt. So, what made it so that you shouldn't have even taken that leap when you she had her debt, you had your debt. I mean, you know. Well, I had paid my debt off by then. I had oh, paid okay. Okay. And it's not only that; it was credit card debt. No, okay. I, I asked all of those questions. So she, she to, so she wasn't living financially uh, fiscal or financially uh, prudent. Nah, she was living like most people in this country. It's not reckless. Just, most people live above their means. Yeah, I wouldn't say re reckless. I would just say okay, okay. You know, most people just live above their means. If, if yep. Yep. you got somebody who making twenty five thousand, they're gonna live like they're making fifty thousand. Mm -hmm. So the people in turn who makes fifty live like they're making a hundred. Mm -hmm. So the people who are making a hundred, they want to live a little bit making two fifty. So the people mm -hmm. who are making two fifty want to live they have a million. So the people who have a million want to live like millionaires, and it's a rat race. Yeah, and it just keeps going like over, and over and over and over and over. So I was like, you know, we don't we don't have to take part in the rat race. The matter so never do lifestyle. You know, let's let's live below our means, and in mm -hmm. the end, it's going to pay off. My ultimate goal was to retire, get out early, and enjoy life. All life. Mm -hmm. We only have so much time, and I, it's the last thing I, I always value. Two things: number one, it's my health. Mm -hmm. It's my health. I know my grandparents were sick, and I saw a lot of old people with money mm -hmm. give all their money back. And as a health teacher, I tell this all the time. You always should value your health because, um, and if you're spending all the time working on take care of your health, you're going to pay doctors anyway. So yeah. put your health first. And number two is time. And those are the top two commodities because we don't get any more time. You know, it's almost four o'clock. We yeah. can't go back and do three o'clock over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Last weekend, we had a fun time this weekend, but we can't do that over. It's gone forever. Right. And yesterday is gone forever. And yesterday... And forever is a mighty long time. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I always say that that health is the most important thing in, in this right. world, man, because, you know, people will spend, you know, their whole life trying to gain a dollar. But then, you know, they'll they'll spend all that money back trying to get healthy, you know. I mean, right. it's, it, it's, you know, if that doesn't prove to you how important health is, you know, yeah. I mean, none will. Uh, also, man, uh, let me ask you, uh, so now, uh, you're going through a divorce. Correct. Okay? So, so looking at it financially, I'll call it a legal separation. <laughs> so you're legally separated right now, okay? Yeah. But, but you, you, right, okay. So, looking at it financially, what what is the expense that snuck up on you? Like, like, damn, I I didn't foresee that. 
Oh man, oh, it's it's just the whole process, the whole divorce process from dealing with lawyers, going to court. Oh man, that's just it's just a drainer. Yeah. It's just a drainer. Now I see why the old school guys just say it's cheaper to keep. Her. You know, it's just just going through this court system, mm-hmm. and um, it's just, it's just and just looking at the national stats, and it, it don't really, because it's not just me. You know, I have a lot of friends around me who've been through yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've been through situation. it. So, so I, I've been through a divorce myself. All right. Uh, so, you know, when I when I talk to you about these things, I, I know. A little bit, or, or some things, right. but I definitely want to get your perspective, right? So that the audience right. can get that that perspective. And so, I mean, half the marriages in this country is going to end mm-hmm. in divorce. So you really have to go into that situation with the ending in mind. And since we really never could be on the same page while we were married, I mean, that like triple going to a divorce just that dividing assets and everything and i'm telling you these lawyer fees etc it's not the divorce process it's just the financial aspects and i mm-hmm. look at like each dollar that's given to a lawyer court mm-hmm. could be in one of my kids investments accounts and so right, right. that's the aspect that i take on it but, but we don't Absolutely. see the same way on that because i it's all about the fight it's mm-hmm. what i perceive i can't speak for her right Even right right her, but all about where I'm about, you know, this is a bad business decision. We can end it. I don't have a problem with ending it. But let's not. And that's generally deal. what you want to do. Like right. when and you, all our savings is pretty much gone. We're paying for our lawyers vacations. Yeah. The court yeah. vac- and I'm just like, look, we're paying for everybody else's vacation. We worked hard. And so everything is just like zap, just like yeah. that. Yeah. When you, when you realize that you've made a mistake, man, you need to take immediate steps to right you know, yeah. to turn that around. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, you know, what, what, what do you know about uh, community property and, and when you split up, the splitting up of the stuff, is that a thing in Texas or is that just yeah, like it, Cali or it, New York? It, or is, it is a thing in Texas with community property. It's once you're married, anything that you accumulate is community property. If you had property before you're married, then it's your property. But if you buy a car, if you buy a new TV, if you buy some furniture, all of that, mm-hmm. washing and dryer, all of that yeah. is considered community property. Okay. So it's just dividing all of that and and going through that process of just the community property stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what about the kids? I mean, how are they handling it? The kids are, uh, the kids, the kids really feel like that they have to pick sides, you know, they got to, so you really have to be on the same page with that aspect. Yeah. All right. And usually the kids are going to go with who they're with the most, which is their mom. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, just as an educator, I, I teach in middle school and as an educator, I don't deal with a lot of dads. I deal with a lot of moms, but then at the end of the, when it's time to go to high school, the moms wants to give the kids to the dad, but the kids are so mm-hmm. set in their ways. The dads are like, I don't even know nobody trying to fight me uh, at that time. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's just a you know it's just a trap, man. It's just a process that guys really have to be careful about. And I wish I would have known that beforehand. You know, I, I wish because the whole process is not the issue. It's just right. the, these nuances. Right. So right. so uh, so child support is the big finance when you're divorcing. You're not divorced yet. 
but right. le legally separated, I guess, I presume you're paying child support right now. Correct. Yes. Okay? So, so taking, uh, but are there other expenses that people may not see besides child support? And what, yeah, hidden, yeah what are some hidden expenses? Well, child support is emasculating. I was already paying money anyway, so that's not the problem. The child support is not the problem, it's just the mm -hmm. fact that your wages are garnished, you know? It's just like, yeah. it just go and just- You have no control um, over them like, taking your money. Yeah. I mean, I would rather give it, and I actually offered to give her more, mm -hmm. not to have me in this child support system, you know? Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't think any man should be in this. Now, if you're not providing, that's one thing, but if you're providing and responsible, I don't see the government. Everybody loses once you're right. involved in the system. Nobody wins. Absolutely. But the system. And so that was a big part right there. And then if you want your time and a lot of and a lot of a lot of fathers don't get that time because they gotta spend extra time working to try to survive yeah. on their own. Absolutely. I couldn't imagine if I didn't have if I had college loans and mm -hmm. things of that nature, et cetera. Right. And so, I mean, you got to spend more time working, hustling, doing extras. And then mm -hmm. that can hurt you in the long run because then they're going to go back and try to make you do more on that. So it's right. just, child support is not the problem. If, if you're on a budget, if you're already spending it, in my case, I was already spending it. So okay. I think I think fathers should support their kids. That's not yeah. the issue. Absolutely. Because I think the time is more important. But then you right. gotta have resources to spend the time. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Spend the time. So it's like, all right, we're going to the park. We can't go to Monkey Joe's and jump around. <laughs> you know? And the kids don't see that. They don't see that money being going. This and Dad, you're cheap. Dad, won't you buy me some new shoes? And I need new shirts and all of this stuff. Well, Daddy can only do so much right now. Keep a roof over my head. Gas prices out the roof, but and I, you don't expect the kid to understand that, right? That's, that's one thing that fathers have to deal with. So, you really have to be prepared for that situation, also. Oh, good deal, man. Hey, we're we're running out of time, my brother. Oh man, it's just not getting good. It's Come just on, now man. getting good. Get, so good. Another sixty ready seconds, to eat. Come man. On, baby. I'm ready to eat. So, in 60 seconds or less, what have you learned going through the process of divorce as it relates to finances? I just, I've learned that it's a business decision, that uh, that's the first thing that you should look at before you marry. I mean, all of that, looking at the physical aspects of it, the beauty of it, that's all should be secondary. You know, I mean, the first thing you should look at is from a business perspective because just and i'm just going from national stats if you have a 50 percent and in a minority of community it's more we can even say 65 percent of chances of it's not working you want to make sure that you go in it as i said earlier with the ending in mind if it don't work how are we going to divide assets prenups you, you really have to kind of have a prenup especially these days because the system is not designed for you to win now if you're a deadbeat that's one thing but if you're trying to do what you're supposed to do the system Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. And I have more to say, but I know I'm on the clock. Ah, yep. Yep. <laughs> go on and on and on. And we, we will. We're going to have to get uh, a, a, a second episode going. Right. But let All me right. uh, let me get this, uh, this final word out. All right. When people fall in love and get married, forever after is usually the goal. 
but too many times divorce is the outcome. The divorce rate for black couples is at an all time high and the financial implications from this are becoming devastating. Between the thousands of dollars spent on divorce lawyers, the cost of maintaining two different households for the children's sake and all of the money spent on the children outside of child support, the wealth gap between blacks and whites is widening at an alarming rate. I get it that sometimes you marry the wrong person. Sometimes it would hurt the kids more to stay married than if you divorced. I get it. I just want my people to get the fact that this generational wealth that we talk about won't happen if we continue with this divorce trend. I am divorced myself, so I'm not advocating to not get divorced. What I am saying is to get married with the end in mind. It just might protect your wealth. And that's the final word. Appreciate you, brother. All right, appreciate you. Ready to go, man. That's it. That's it. Come on, man. Get down. We just got good, and in this, let's do part two right now, man. I'm feeling it. We'll do part two later on in the summer, man. Appreciate you. Let's do it now, man. Just end this, and let's get it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, brother. All right, man. It's been a pleasure to be on your podcast. You guys, make sure you like and subscribe. We want this to be the number one episode right here. We want the most likes. Already. Subscription race to blow up. Already. Young and finally, young man, make sure that you're listening and learning from this. This this is some life saving information. When we're younger, of course, we have a nature. And we have desires, but we really have to start using our head now because our nature and desires is being weaponized against us. And it is being weaponized against us. And so you have to be aware of that. You have to be aware and know when you're dealing with some good quality. All right. All right. All right. Bad quality. All right, Willie. I thought I had the final word, man. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. My <laughs> you're trying bad. to get the final word. All right, brother. <laughs> hey, appreciate right. you, man. All right. All right. Later. All right.